on guys, quick shout out to our gold level sponsors, Anglesey Family Chiropractic, they're out in Spokane Valley. They're also here in Coeur d'Alene. Go check them out. Dr. Craig Anglesey is amazing. He'll get you feeling nice and good. Also want to give a shout out to Training is Ritual. These guys are a great MMA apparel company. They've also got gear to hook you up. If you're into death metal or horror movies or jujitsu, leg locks, this is the brand for you. Really cool designs, very unique. Can't find them anywhere else. Awesome quality gear from Training is Ritual. Go check them out. Joe, you're the V3 Fights 125 pound champion, a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu athlete, man. Thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. No, no, thank you for having me on. Yeah, I like to start off at the beginning. What was childhood like for you? Where'd you grow up, man? Uh, so uh, I actually am born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, okay. My parents from Vietnam, they, you know, long story short, they settled here. And then, uh, yeah, so I grew up here. Uh, I did karate growing up. My okay. dad was just like, hey, you need to know martial arts, defend yourself. You know, I, I feel like, you know, most people who do martial arts have a very similar background. Sure. So how did you make that transition to the MMA side of things? Um, so it's crazy. So I had a friend that uh, basically from high school to college, he fought. So I helped him get ready for his fights. Okay. And you know, getting him ready, I was like, I was like, maybe I can do it too, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and I think like everyone gets that little thought, you know, like, yeah, one sparring session in, like, yeah, I can go to UFC, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, I, yeah, so basically, uh, I knew nothing about the ground. Okay. Uh, so if I got taken down, I was like, that was it, you know? So right. uh, basically, I started doing jujitsu classes, and uh, it actually – there was like a like five year gap between me doing jujitsu and starting MMA. Okay. Uh, because basically, I got really interested in doing jujitsu, and then um, work life got in the way. So yeah, I was really focused on my career at that point. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then I just thought there's no other time to do it. I just gotta jump and go for MMA, you know. And so I ended up just started training for MMA and doing Muay Thai, and uh, actually. Uh, quit my job at a time uh, so to help uh, work at my friend's gym. Oh, okay. Actually, also bought uh, quitting his career as well to, to <laughs> run like martial arts gym and fitness yeah. gym. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, and, and then if topology is correct, you started fighting in 2017. You mm -hmm. fought three times that year, and then in 2018 you only fought once. What was the reason why, why you only fought once in 2018? Uh, so at the end, of, I guess that was the last fight of that year. Okay. Uh, it was like a, it was a, a fight I felt like I did pretty well in, but I spent a lot of time on my back and you know, I was even though I was throwing up submissions, uh, it just it was a rough decision. It was like I lost the decision. I thought I won. Yeah. And I felt like I needed some stuff to focus on, like to help like transition better, like make sure I stay on top. Like I wanted to just take time to learn and you know sharpen up some things. Love it. Uh, yeah. So that, so 2018, I actually spent a lot of time just doing a lot of jujitsu tournaments. I think I did. I probably did two to three tournaments a month, I think. Wow. Okay. For that first that year. I did that, of course, I did that one fight. Uh, I think that was Trevor Harvey. I won that fight. Okay. And, it, and then even in that fight, I didn't win exactly the way I wanted to. It was like a split decision. And so I, so I didn't have spent the rest of that year just staying active, getting after it. Um, yeah. I think I did a kickboxing tournament that year. Uh, it's IKF, it's held in Orlando every year. Oh, I, nice. didn't, I didn't win it, but you know, it was still like, I like training for it just because. I feel like when you get ready for MMA, you end up gravitating towards what you're good at. So I really like jujitsu. So, you know, I gravitate to grappling. Yeah. Uh, so during these kickboxing tournaments, you know, you have to focus on what, you know, you don't feel as comfortable in, which is long state of exchanges. 
Right. Yeah, for sure. Now, and then now you're on this three fight win streak. You had your last loss was like in January of 2019. Mm-hmm. What'd you change in your training that's got you on this win streak now? Uh, so I, honestly, uh, so 20 in the 2019, I fought a guy named let's try it, a Michael Cribb. So he, okay. he trains out of a, a pretty big gym in Nashville. Okay. Uh, and he was just really good. And up to that point, I guess, I guess that way we don't really fight so far, but uh, I couldn't take him down. Oh, okay. uh, I, I, he was a, he was a big guy. Like he, he was just, you know, I wouldn't say that big. Obviously he was 135, uh, but he was bigger than me. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I, like I would shoot in for a deep double. He would get under hooks and just like drive me back up. And then, so basically that whole fight was just standing. And then it would be me trying to attempt to take down. It didn't work. So we just stand up and, and I lost that fight split decision. Gotcha. And uh, so basically I, I took that loss like pretty hard. I was in the back just sitting there and everyone just told me like, you know, you did everything right. You're just, you're just too small. Um, and so the promoter approached me, I think I want to say like a month after that fight. It was like, how about you try 125? Okay. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, it's kind of a rough cut. I, I cut from like 152 wow. uh, to 152. And, uh, so, but you know, uh, my coach, uh, thought that I could do it. And I have a lot of my friends and training partners are like, encourage me to do it. So, uh, we basically just like, okay, we'll get ready for 125. Whenever next altitude shows up, we'll fight 125. Yeah. Um, so I did, I was in the middle of a jujitsu tournament in Boston and I did that. And then I was actually eating for my girlfriend and then I got a text from the promoters like, Hey, do you want to, uh, fight? <laughs> and I was like, okay, sure. When he's like, uh, in a month. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and he, like, uh, and he said 125. I was like, and I, I think I was like 148 at that point. I was like, yeah, I can do it. And it, yeah. but it uh, so I got back and it was probably the hardest training camp of my life. It was just doing like crazy workouts, like every single day. And yeah, uh, so I do a lot of CrossFit as my strength and conditioning. Okay, so cool. Like two or three of those workouts every day, along with like jujitsu and Muay Thai training. And it was just like, this like this super sh- fast, short weight cut. And <laughs> And it was awesome. So I ended up, uh, and I ended up winning that fight by first round armbar. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a, a really cool experience. It made me actually feel like, you know, like, you know, maybe they're right. Maybe I should fight at 125 because I felt, I felt bigger. I felt stronger. Yeah. yeah. And then now you fought, all of your fights have been with V3 fights, right? Throughout your mm-hmm. career. I've heard nothing but awesome stuff about those guys, but what's your experience been working with those guys? You know, um, so even though that I've only fought for them, I've been part of training camps and teams that, you know, corner people at these other events. And yeah. I, I honestly feel like V3 Fights is um, the closest to a professional experience that you'll get. That's you know, awesome. Um, like, uh, I'm, trying to think of, I'm trying to think of it. I can't name the promotion yeah. uh, because they, they might be watching. But uh, sure. <laughs> I, I was definitely part of a promotion where there were like curtains like blocking like you know side a side b right like red corner blue corner oh, and there was a corner between you know the other side and, and i was like if the other guy wanted to come by and like just like start a fight with you they probably could no one could stop them you know right yeah yeah <laughs> um, fights, like um and i think because they, they're a per-am promotion so they right. i keep these as professional as possible like marketing's on point uh management's on point and, and you know everything's like on time yeah you know? so, like no card in my experience has really got past. Oh, sorry, I live next to a train. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, dude. <laughs> right on. <laughs> That's awesome.
<laughs> like literally just like 20 yards between me and the train. And, okay. uh, and you know, after, after living for a while, like you, you really do tune it out after like a couple of days, but yeah. yeah that's awesome. <laughs> no, but it really is, uh, in my opinion, like one of the best promotions by far, at least regionally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. When do you plan to go pro? Uh, so actually, uh, I've already announced I went pro uh, at my last fight, which was February 29th. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, because a big thing for me was uh, one winning winning a belt and then also defending it. Yeah. Because I didn't want you know because I think it's kind of like bad luck to I don't know I've seen a lot of guys that that win a belt amateur be like cool I'm gonna go pro and they go they do the pro debut and get like smashed you know. Sure. Yep. So I, I felt like I wanted to defend it and then I wanted to go make the jump. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, that was right when this COVID nineteen stuff started happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you know, whenever the next card's gonna be is, yeah, up in the air, I suppose. Right. Oh man, how did you get the nickname Komodo? Uh, so uh, honestly, uh, my friend kind of pulled it up out of nowhere just because it kind of went with my name Joe. And, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, so I have a friend. His name is Amid, and he's. We call him the nickname guy because he always wants to make nicknames for everyone. Okay. And, yeah. And I told him, like, well, if I ever do MMA, uh, and this is like seven years ago, like when I first started jujitsu. Yeah. And if I do ever do MMA, you just pick a name. And whatever it is, I'll go for it. Okay. So Komodo Joe just kind of stuck. And I don't know. I, I like going for like submissions. Like, yeah. people tell me I, I have a tight like uh, grip when I have things. So they're like, oh, like a Komodo. I was like, sure. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. What's the mindset for you backstage before you walk out to those fights, man? Are you nervous, scared, or do you have any backstage rituals that you go through? Um, so I, I've tried a variety of stuff. So I, I competed like basically my whole life from karate, jiu-jitsu to MMA. And uh, so I've tried everything from getting riled up, you know, and you know, or getting a hard warm up or just chilling. Um, yeah. And something that I, that I guess really helped me a lot is just just hanging out in the back and just, you know, focus, focus on the fight, visualizing, staying real calm. And, yeah. and you know, of course, everyone has different approaches. Like I see sure. guys, you know, basically have like rounds one through one and two in the back before they go. <laughs> go <laughs> <Right>. and, um, <laughs> uh, but for That's me, awesome. you know, I, I'll just warm up like 30 minutes before chill. Okay. And then if I feel like I need to work on something like, well, we'll do some drills or hit pads, something like that. Nice. Yeah. I mean, Donald Cerrone, look at that guy. I mean, he pukes before every single fight, man. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> you can't really, there's, there's so many people out there that do different things, but that, that's awesome. Man. I love that you, you kind of figured out there. I wanted to uh, transition to some fun questions here for us. I've got these things are called pod decks. Essentially they're fun, random questions for us podcasters. So <laughs> we'll pull one out and see if it flops. Hopefully it's a good one. This one says who or where would you haunt if you were a ghost? Haunt. Oh man. Uh, man, like a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's all you know, people are already creeped out by hospitals, and then you get scared every night for something random like sleep apnea, and then you just hear like random voices or like noises. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, this is always a fun question to ask, but who has hit you the hardest, whether that be in training or in a fight? Is there an opponent or somebody that hit you and you're like, man, that freaking rocked? Okay, yeah. So uh actually this is a training session and okay. uh, uh so we used to have a really big guy, his name was Mac. And okay. he uh I think he was like an amateur champ for like uh the regional promotions around here for light, heavy and heavy. 
but uh, we were just sparring. And he was, and he was a su- super nice guy. He's one of those guys that's like super, super nice. Yeah. And when he fights, like, yeah, he's like a mean dude. <laughs> yeah. And so we were sparring, and I, and he just jabbed me. And oh. I feel like I guess I went into it, and it probably like rocked my brain. Like I just remember having a headache right after. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna call it a day. Yeah. But it, was, it was like me coming in, and he, him being like 250 pounds, and just oh, boom. <laughs> And that's probably the hardest I've ever been hit. I still think about it sometimes. Like, Whoa. every sparring match, every fight, like, nothing's ever come close to it. Gotcha. Who's a real-life hero for you? Um, real-life hero. So, I, I had a – so, one of the reasons I do MMA is because I have an instructor. Well, I had an instructor. He passed away a couple years ago. Uh, I guess probably about more like six years ago now. Okay. Uh, but he always encouraged me to to compete a lot, a lot more. And I used to just kind of do it once or twice a year. Gotcha. Um, but he would compete like these random, these like regional and national tri tournaments. And he told me like, "Hey man, you need to do it too." Hmm. And he told me like, "You know, I could do it." He's like, "You say you really can do it." And um, and I was at one of his MMA shows, and he told me like, "You know, what, one of these just try a fight, just try one fight, and you know, see if you can do it." And um. So his name was Marcus Relaford. He was a really cool, um, a great karate instructor. He had a bunch of like after school programs at a you know a million different schools. You know, he was always super active, super healthy. But unfortunately, he had like a stroke and just you know, and uh, passed away. Mm. But uh, he he was one of the main people who always encouraged me to compete basically as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. You know, always test yourself. Wow. Uh, last question for you. I love to ask this question. I'm such a music guy, but I, so I'm always curious. What's your favorite type of music, or do you have a favorite band that you like to listen to? Uh, I don't really have a favorite band, uh, okay. but as far as like music goes, uh, people surprise probably usually surprised to hear this is that uh, I actually kind of like uh, kind of like rap, but not like super crazy rap. You're just like I just like a good beat, like a okay. good beat I can train to, a good beat that you know I could run to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, very nice. Well, uh, Joe, I also want to give you an opportunity to give a shout out to sponsors, coaches, teammates, anything like that, man. The, the camera's all yours, bro. Yeah. Uh, I, I had to always thank all my sponsors, uh, Dynasty, MMA. Uh, they were my very first sponsor from when I just started jujitsu and uh, to all the way to my first MMA fight to like my last MMA fight. Uh, Rolling Society, they always have super, super cool stuff. Uh, Matt Savage is owned by uh, one of my friends, uh, Will Moss, and his wife. And, uh, and of course, my, my coaches and team, uh, Eric Ingram and everybody at Pyramid Martial Arts, uh, Pyramid Athletics, uh, they're awesome. They're really a uh, good group of guys. Um, uh, and yeah, you know, it's, it's, that's about it. <laughs> Sweet, man. Well, Joe, it's been such an honor to have you on my show today, man. I'm excited to see you go pro and continue to, uh, that win streak, man. And, and thank you so much for taking time, man. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for having What's me. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for watching this video today. I really appreciate it. If you could go and share this everywhere you can, leave us a review, leave us a rating. We would really appreciate it. That helps us get the word spread out about our podcast and about our show, and we can bring you amazing stories of the people that we bring on for the Bearded Biz and the Top Rated MMA Show. Thank you again. Have an awesome day.